Welcome to our daily portion with WIT Ministries. I'm Matt Russell, and I'm the director of WIT Ministries. And at Walking in Truth Ministries, we want to help people to be able to live a more God-centered, God-focused life and uh, in every aspect of their life. So the purpose for this podcast is for us to really strengthen our biblical discipline of reading the Bible. So I'm going to read a scripture every day where I'm going to share a nugget about that scripture. And then I'm going to say a little prayer at the end. And that will be the entirety of our episodes for this podcast. Uh, Please feel free to check us out at walkingintruthministries.org. Or you can also check out our other podcast, which is Living the Wit Life with Walking in Truth Ministries. I hope that this podcast blesses you as much as it blesses me. And uh, let's go ahead and get started with our daily portion. Are you concerned about what the future holds? Are you confident that the retirement plans that you have today will still be secure tomorrow? Let us help you by clearing up the uncertainty. This is Matt Russell, the director of WIT Ministries. Many of us at Walking in Truth Ministries are bivocational, working in our ministry as well as in the financial services industry at WinBig Financial Group. We help people to build a tax-free and risk-free retirement. Give me a call at 817-903-2575 to support our ministry and to secure your family's financial future. Again, Call today at 817-903-2575. Thank you and God bless. Genesis 26. Isaac settles in Gerar. Now, there is a famine in the land besides the previous famine that had occurred in the days of Abraham. So Isaac went to Gerar to Abimelech, king of the Philistines. The Lord appeared to him and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Stay in the land of which I shall tell you. Sojourn in this land, and I will be with you and bless you. For to you and your descendants I will give all these lands, and I will establish the oath which I swore to your father Abraham. I will multiply your descendants as the stars of heaven, and will give your descendants all these lands, and by your descendants all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Because Abraham obeyed me and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. So Isaac lived in Gerar. When the men of the place asked about his wife, he said, She is my sister. For he was afraid to say my wife, thinking the men of the place might kill me on account of Rebekah, for she is beautiful. It came about when he had been there a long time that Abimelech, king of the Philistines, looked out through a window and saw, and behold, Isaac was caressing his wife Rebekah. Then Abimelech called Isaac and said, Behold, certainly she is your wife. How then did you say she is my sister? And Isaac said to him, Because I said I might die on account of her. Abimelech said, What is this you have done to us? One of the people might easily have lain with your wife, and you would have brought guilt upon us. So Abimelech charged all the people, saying, He who touches this man or his wife shall surely be put to death. Now Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him, and the man became rich, and continued to grow richer until he became very wealthy, for he had possessions of flocks and herds and a great household, so that the Philistines envied him. 
Now all the wells which his father's servants had dug in the days of Abraham his father, the Philistines stopped up by filling them with earth. Then Abimelech said to Isaac, Go away from us, for you are too powerful for us. And Isaac departed from there and camped in the valley of Gerar and settled there. Quarrel over the wells. Then Isaac dug again the wells of water which had been dug in the days of his father Abraham, for the Philistines had stopped them up after the death of Abraham, and he gave them the same names which his father had given them. But when Isaac's servants dug in the valley and found there a well of flowing water, the herdsmen of Gerar quarreled with the herdsmen of Isaac, saying, The water is ours. So he named the well Esek, because they contended with him. Then they dug another well, and they quarreled over it too, so he named it Sitna. He moved away from there and dug another well, and they did not quarrel over it, so he named it Rehoboth. For he said, At last the Lord has made room for us, and he will be fruitful in this land. Then he went up from there to Beersheba. The Lord appeared to him the same night and said, I am the God of your father Abraham. Do not fear, for I am with you. I will bless you and multiply your descendants. For the sake of my servant Abraham. So he built an altar there and called upon the name of the Lord and pitched his tent there. And there Isaac's servants dug a well. Covenant with Abimelech. Then Abimelech came to him from Gerar with his advisor Ahuzath and Phicol, the commander of his army. Isaac said to them, Why have you come to me since you hate me and have sent me away from you? They said, We see plainly that the Lord has been with you. So we said, Let there now be an oath between us even between you and us, and let us make a covenant with you that you will do us no harm, just as we have not touched you and have done to you nothing but good and have sent you away in peace. You are now the blessed of the Lord. Then he made them a feast and they ate and drank. In the morning they arose early and exchanged oaths. Then Isaac sent them away and they departed from him in peace. Now it came about on the same day that Isaac's servants came in and told him about the well which they had dug and said to him, We have found water. So he called it Sheba. Therefore the name of the city was Beersheba to this day. When Esau was 40 years old, he married Judith, the daughter of Beeri the Hittite, and Basemoth, the daughter of Elon the Hittite, and they brought grief to Isaac and Rebekah. In Genesis 26, uh, we see that Isaac is falling into the same thing that his father did when Abraham went into the land of Abimelech and he told him, he said uh, that Sarah was his sister, which again, it's just a half truth, but uh, or a half lie. It's not really the full truth. Therefore, even a half truth is still fully a lie. So he misled him. And he said, this is my sister. And he did it first out of fear, but then it became easier for him. And so he did it again. Um, it became just this, this easy reaction that he had. And it's sin. Sin is sin, is sin, is sin, is sin. And he sinned out of fear, but then because he didn't really do anything about it, it became easier for him to do that. And he sinned again. And you see Isaac falling right into the same thing. Uh, but it's a little more of a lie now because it was out of fear. Very true. Same situation. But Rebecca's not his sister. 
So it's not even a half truth. It's a full lie. It's flat out a lie. And whenever we go, we, even though the justification for the initial sin may be there, it's still sin. And whenever we, we make a mistake, um, we need to turn around and, and face the consequences and make it right. You know, I've, I've taught a um, scripture and ethics class before. And in that class, I, I would always start out the entire class with this question. Is it ever okay to lie? Now, the purpose of that class or uh, session, if you know, people put it into the different formats, but um, the purpose of it is really to talk about ethics and compare the worldly ethics, which are not real, but compare what the world says determines right from wrong and compare that to, of course, the scriptures and how to determine through the scriptures what is right and wrong. And um, so going through that class, just starting the whole conversation off with, is it ever okay to lie? And usually the reasoning or the justification that people come up with when it's okay to lie is to protect other people. That's one. To protect them either from danger or to protect their feelings, to guard someone else's feelings. They say that, you know, a lot of people will say, well, then it's okay to lie. Or um, some have said just out of innocence, just out of innocence. Like, for example, some of the traditions that we have uh, especially here in the Western world, some of the traditions that we have are really lies to our children. They're traditions to where we're lying to our kids. And so some people, they say, well, I mean, that's harmless. That's a harmless lie. It's not that big of a deal. It's for the kids. So we're lying for the benefit of the kids. And then... Um, there's other, I mean, other reasonings why people have for lying. But ultimately, the biggest reason for lying is to protect yourself from getting in trouble. So the question, is it ever okay to lie? I would tell you, after we go through the class and we get to the other end, the answer always, always no matter what group it is I'm talking to, by the time we've gone through this class and looked at scripture and ethics, on the other side, the answer is no. It's never okay to lie. And then just put sin in that place. Is it ever okay to sin? Is it ever okay to sin? And you could go through the same process, probably come up with the same justifications when we think that it's okay to sin, but... The reality is, it's not okay. Sin is lawlessness. Sin is going against God's commands. He says, don't do it, period. He doesn't say, don't do it unless, and throw asterisks in there. It's never okay. When we do it, we need to face the truth, repent, and make it right taking on whatever consequence it is that we have. Well, Isaac here, he was obedient to God. He made, he stayed in the area. Yes, he started with a lie. But then whenever he was confronted with that, he made it right. 
he made it right with Abimelech. And then God blessed him. He stayed in and one, one season, one full year, he became so wealthy that all of a sudden now, all the people around him began to envy him. And it took, their, their envy made it kind of rough, kind of a little bit uncomfortable for him. But it got to the point where Isaac felt like they hated him, but they came back and said, no, we realize that the reason why you are so powerful and so wealthy is because your God blesses you. Because you have the favor of your God. So I want to make an oath with you. See, so that led to where Abimelech wanted to come in alignment with Isaac. Hoping that by doing that, some of that blessing can fall over to him. What stopped that from happening sooner? The lie. The lie was getting in the way. But once it was taken care of, God continued to do what God wanted to do. His desire was to bless him. And I know this sounds strange, but God's desire is for his people to be blessed so much that everyone else envies them. It even says that clearly in the end of days, in the end times, the transfer of wealth, just like in the day of Moses, just like the Exodus, where the richest, most powerful nation in the world handed over all of their riches over to their slaves as they set them free. And by the way, that nation has not recovered since. So God blessed the people with that transference of wealth. And he says that in the end of days, there's going to be the same thing, but it's that the rest of the world will look and say, wow, look at how much your God blesses you. I want to know your God. And that's what happened with Abimelech and Isaac. Well, Father, thank you that um, the time will come. The time is here. The time is here right now for your blessings to just pour all over us that we can be faithful, we can be good stewards, we can, we can have integrity and character, we can represent your name well among the people, but that your blessings that you pour over us can be such a blessing that everyone else looks and says, I want to know your God. Not that they say, I wish that I had your talent. I wish that I had your abilities. I wish that I had your fortune, but they can know it's because of you. It's because of you and you have the same blessing in store for them. Father, help us to be that vessel and that conduit, that, that example that would draw more people to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today. And I hope that uh, that blesses you either as an individual or uh, with you and your other loved ones. Uh, maybe this is uh, something that you're utilizing to, to spend with your family 
uh, some time around God's word. And uh, of course, that is great. I love that. And I'd love to hear how uh, the Daily Portion podcast is blessing you. If you would, just go to our website at walkingintruthministries.org. And um, go on there and just drop us a little note about uh, this podcast or one of our other podcasts or even just check out the events that we have available. Uh, But again, thank you very much and look forward to seeing you again tomorrow as we dig into our daily portion with WIT Ministries. God bless.